everyone and welcome back to Phoenix Strong Podcast for episode two. It is also my second solo episode and in this episode we're just going to be taking an even deeper dive into what we talked about last week which was my depression journey and where I'm at right now with my mental health. So basically just to get all that started and get that going I wanted to talk about kind of where I'm at right now um and this episode is going to be even more vulnerable because today I'm having a really hard day um it was my first day back at school for my junior slash senior year um and it was harder than I thought it was going to be um I was not expecting to kind of be overwhelmed with emotions um I was not expecting to come home crying because I was just mad at my depression Um, and that is something that I really haven't felt to this extent before and basically I was just so upset that I even have depression Um, which is I know it's just the enemy you know it's not specifically that part but I know that the negative emotions today was the enemy Um, and My day was just hard because I had one class today um, and it just happened to be the class that I have with probably every and any athlete that you can think of at our school and it's my major class so it's not one that I can just drop out of and we talked about sports the entire time and we talked about different perspectives you know talent and skill and it was a great class but I didn't think I would feel so upset that I actually wasn't playing anymore and I don't think that I was upset that I quit or gosh I hate that word but I think I was just more upset about the fact that I had to walk away um and to just dive deeper into that um I really do hate you know terminate quitting because it's not giving up Um, If if anything, you know, you're working so much harder, you're trying so much harder to not give up. Um, But it has been kind of hard. Um, I've just been overwhelmed with emotions this past week, and I kind of just took a step back and realized that I was. And realization is a big step when you're battling mental health. But if you don't kind of get out of that and realize the reality, you're not going to get anywhere. So it was hard today. I had one of our, one of the new girls that's supposed to be on the team this year in my class. And it was just, you know, just a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions. Um, And I was just, I left school and I was on my way home and I was just so mad. I was so mad that I even had depression. I was so mad that I had to make this decision because of, you know, mental health and it's not shameful or anything it's not something that I'm ashamed of it's just so frustrating because it is so powerful it is so overwhelming it is just here and it demands to be taken care of um I was more upset about the fact that it's to the point that it is right now because I never wanted it to be like this you know I never wanted to ever have to choose between two things I never even wanted to give up something that I love so deeply with for you know my mental health and that is really hard that is really hard to realize that's really hard to talk about that is just 
you know, it's not easy. And that is just what really got me today. Um, because it's not, it's not something that I've thought about, you know, up until today, I was so, so okay with everything that happened. I was so fine and I am fine. Um, I'm not regretting my decision because I know that I need to put myself first, which is really important. Um, it's just the enemy, you know, the enemy is trying to tell me that I made a mistake. The enemy is trying to tell me that I'm going to regret it, you know, just make me feel upset and just kind of make myself go through all these memories, um, that I wasn't feeling before. Like the other day we're sitting on the couch and we're watching the movie 42, um, about Jackie Robinson and I had to turn it off as when my sister left because I just couldn't do it. Um, I was getting so emotional watching baseball and I don't even play baseball, but I guess it was just the fact that I was watching it. I've been through, you know, I've played the games. I've, you know, done all these crazy things, not what he's been through, but there's correlation and it just made me feel something I hadn't been feeling. Um, and I think that I'm always going to miss it. I do think that there's a part of me that's just going to long to be back on the field, you know, for these next years that I had left. And I'm always going to miss the sport that I've played for 16, 17 years. Um, but I do know that I made the right decision. And I think right now I'm just kind of trying to just battle a lot of things. Um at the moment and trying to just see like I'm on the road to recovery um it's not your usual recovery idea it's not what you usually think about when you think of recovery but anything that is helping me get away from the peace from the mind that mindset that I'm at right now is recovery anywhere where I can get okay with myself with my mind with you know my ideas my thoughts that is recovery. Um, and I know that it is possible. I know that it's not too far away. I know that it is with, within my reach, even though sometimes I can't see that. Um, so I kind of expected some feelings, but like I said, it was not as minimal as I thought it was going to be. Um, but it's going to be like that for anybody. I mean, you're starting over, your whole life kind of is what it feels like for me because I, I've never been a NARP as we say in the athletic world which is just someone who doesn't play any sports um and I've always if I wasn't playing softball I was bored so you know right now I'm just in this kind of state where I don't want to let myself get bored I don't want to let myself feel like I have nothing to do which is really um going to be a game changer because I'm basically starting over without playing. And it does take up so much of your time. Like every day I was gonna I was having practice. Every week I was having two to three games. The weekends I'm have I'm having practice and immediately that all changes. Immediately I don't have practice every day. Immediately I have class and I'm going back home, not at school because I'm commuting. Immediately I'm not meeting up with my teammates in between classes because waiting for practices or waiting for weightlifting, like it's all changing. Um, I'm going to my gym to weightlift. I'm going, you know, to my gym to run. I'm not having games. I have free weekends. Like, it's all different. And it's not something that I've ever really liked. Um, I've never been the type of person to just 
like not playing. You know, there's some times where I just really want to break. There's some times that I just get so tired, my body hurts, but it's almost like a good pain. And I think I'm going to miss that side of it. Just, you know, oh, being overwhelmed with your sport is not something that is good for your mental health. And it wasn't good for mine. I was I was way overwhelmed. Um, I couldn't do it. I couldn't take it. I couldn't handle it. I was taking, you know, the max amount of credits class-wise, and I was literally doing something all the time. So I'm not saying that I'm going to miss you know, being super overwhelmed. I think I'm just going to have to find you know a middle ground for my schedule which is fine um it is definitely something that I can do but that's just where I'm at right now um another thing that I have just been in my head about and really been trying to just shut out from the devil and you know from enemies and just uh negative things and depression is just that uh what I did is disappointing um and you know it can be like that for anyone you know it could be disappointing for people when you quit a job it can be disappointing for people when you quit a team you know leave leave a school like there's just so many factors in life that can make you feel like people are disappointed in you and I don't know who specifically this is stemming from like there's no one specifically in my life that I think is disappointed in me but I think it's just kind of like something negatively in my mind is trying to take over and just say like you're what you did was disappointing um because you know I've always played for these elite teams literally the elite um and these coaches who just want to see you succeed so bad at the next level you know like travel ball is the whole reason why um like getting to college is the whole reason why you play travel ball alongside having fun but essentially the goal is to get recruited you know you're playing in these tournaments local you know national um to get exposure you're trying to get seen and I've always played for these teams to get recruited and I did I got recruited by two schools um and it was a lot of work it's a lot of money for my parents it's a lot of driving it's a lot of time and like that wasn't all the time thing I'm emailing coaches every day I'm sending videos and skill you know skill highlights every day um I'm waiting for emails back I'm visiting camps on the weekends I'm playing these tournaments I'm watching softball games I'm going to softball games it is literally a full-time job from the day that you start t-ball and I've played for so many coaches who just want the best for you. Um, some of them can be pretty overwhelming um, because getting you to college is all that they're there for, um, is all that they want you to do, um, is all that they care about. But on the other factor, that's also what they're there for. Um, they're there for getting you recruited. They're there for getting you exposure and showcasing what you can do. And I think I was just feeling like somebody is disappointed in me but I don't know who I don't know if it's my teammates because I left them without a catcher and an outfielder I don't know if it's my coach my old coaches because they did so much for me and they worked so hard for me and I just walked away I don't know if it's you know any one of my family members because I they love to watch me play and I had to quit which I hate using but we're gonna use that term right now um 
and it is just really hard. Um, it's really hard. Uh, you know, I'm disappointed. I was feeling a little disappointed in myself because the enemy is just trying to tell me like, you could have done one more year. You could have done two more years. You know, if I would, if I do graduate this year, I could have done that last year. And that is so difficult to try and reverse in your head. It is so hard to try and tell yourself that you're proud of your own, you know, self. You're proud of your own decision when all that you're feeling is just disappointment. Um, and I know like, I know God is so proud of me for taking these next steps and, you know, redirecting my life. Um, and maybe it just wasn't for me, you know, walking away from softball was not just because of my mental health. It was because I was not healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, like literally wasn't healthy physically. I've got injuries. I've got, you know, something sickly that I'm battling right now. And it's just hard to tell yourself that, it's okay. And that is one of the biggest parts about this podcast because I'm not, you know, here to just say like, oh, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with my depression now. So I'm going to help anyone else. Like I'm not. The whole point of this podcast is for me to tell everyone listening that I'm not okay, but that's okay. Um, and I'm not okay. Um, it's okay not to be okay. You don't have to be perfectly fine where you're at right now. You don't have to be you know, perfectly immune to this, um, these battles that mental health kind of throws at you. You don't have to be, you don't have to put on a face that you're kind of forcing because you don't want to feel what you're feeling or anybody see that. And gosh, disappointment is just so, so overwhelming. It is so brainwashing because there can be nobody disappointed in you yet. You still think that there is. Um, and it also stems back to just softball being my whole entire life. Like I let, I lived, breathed, you know, did softball. That's all, that's all I ever did. I was always playing. I was always posting about it. I was always inviting people to my games. Um, always, you know, it's, it's always been something that I've been doing. And, you know, knowing that I got recruited by two schools, played at those two schools, and just walked away um it is kind of hard to deal with um it's hard to think that you know my coaches aren't disappointed in me now um because they're new because they don't know me um they don't no one truly knows the battle that we fight with our mental health because it is only something that we deeply inside know you know they don't have to understand but they're not going to know. They don't know to the extent. They don't know to the severity. Um, and still now, I truly don't even think that anybody around me knows the severity of it because I'm so good at hiding it. But that is so dangerous, like I talked about in the last episode. Um, and basically, just to keep going off of the topic of disappointment, um, amongst all that, just finding a new normal has been one of the battles that I'm facing right now because like I said my schedule is completely different um if I'm not going you know if I don't have something to do every day I get bored and I don't want to be going 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 like I was with softball um but I have class and then I come home at like 12 so definitely finding a new normal is something that I'm trying to figure out and this really can be um, 
can probably be related to for anybody because you know you switch jobs you got to find a new normal you move out somewhere you got to find a new normal and just kind of figuring out like what I want to do with my life right like from here on out is something that has just been on my mind um, because softball is not going to be what takes up my time anymore it's not going to be something that I'm devoted to anymore it's not going to be something that um, I have to put my studies or my job or anything aside to do. Um, so definitely reiterating the fact that I need to, you know, just figure out a schedule. I definitely do think that having a set schedule is so vital with mental health. Um, because I've often found, found myself, you know, sleeping, binge watching, uh, a 19 season show, um, for however long it takes. Um, and you know, just eating all the time going to just spend my money in stores when I don't have a schedule when I don't have something to do I I ride around in silence sometimes when I just don't know where to go um and that is just so so scary for myself because um I just give my depression too much power um and it is different for anybody for everybody like for me I know that that not having a set schedule um is dangerous for me that is one of the things that I need to make sure that I pursue and enforce in my life because it helps me when I do and when I don't it just gets bad um you know a lot of times like this way that my schedule my school schedule is now I've got classes every day but you know like I said you know nothing after and it's really going to be a challenge for me to fill that fill up the empty spaces um fill it up with something that makes me happy something that I'm going to be able to enjoy and just take my mind off of everything something that I'm not going to keep going back to this well I'm I should have been at practice right now I should have been playing in this game I should be you know in a doubleheader right now I should be traveling to play this team like it is going to be difficult and I don't think that it won't but that is also where time with Jesus is so important um there is never going to be a time when he is not going to be there for you and that has really opened my eyes so much recently because he, like I said, um, I made this decision because I felt and heard him speak to me, which is something that I have never, ever experienced. I've never heard God speak to me. I've never heard his voice so clearly until now. I never even knew that you could even really hear him like a person. I thought that when people said that they heard Jesus talk to them, that that meant that they were thinking about something consciously and he just spoke in their head or something like that but when I tell you that it felt like we were having a conversation it was just so intense and you know I think it really just strengthened my relationship with him because it's almost like when you believe something you just need to see it um and as soon as I heard him that just gave me so much closure and so much peace and you know that doesn't mean that I'm still not struggling because I am but it it also doesn't mean that because I'm struggling I don't think that he's not with me because I know that he is you know the thing that I specifically heard him say was no matter where you go I will be with you and he will be um no matter what I do no matter what decisions I make he is always going to be there and I do think that having all this time is going to strengthen my relationship with him it is going to allow me to do things that I've always wanted to do with my faith to just get more quiet and get more close with him than I've ever wanted to do. Um, 
there are going to be times when I can go on mission trips, which I wouldn't be able to do because I've got, you know, softball all the time when they do mission trips. And um, it almost makes me excited because there are just so many things that he is going to be able to open my eyes to and the opportunities that are going to come our way come my way are just going to be endless and that really is a peaceful factor that is I'm just trying to ground myself in right now um and I do think that that is one of the greatest things about letting the Lord lead you because once you are obedient to him and once you listen to him and the things that he has preparing preparing for you and waiting for you is going to be so rewarding um and um he just made me feel like I was doing okay um I'm not okay but I'm doing okay and that's that's something that I just need to remember um like I said our motto is it's okay not to be okay but I'm doing okay I'm not doing how I thought I was going to be doing, but I'm also not laying in my bed all day, you know, not going to class how I could be doing had I not given my trust and my faith to him. Um, and so I'm just really excited for what he has for me. Um, and really everyone, I feel so powerful um with what I am doing and what I'm creating with Megan um in this platform because I know I just know that there are athletes out there that just need to know that they are not alone um and even I know that there are athletes who may not have made the decision that I have made amongst a lot of other athletes um but I know that they are probably struggling I know that they are probably back and forth with just what to do and you don't have to make that decision um I don't want to encourage people to walk away from something something that they love but I really want to encourage prioritizing your mental health which is really big with understanding why athletes are walking away um and that is really why I don't like the term quitting even more I know I talk about this over and over again but it's really important to me because um, I don't want it to be ever see, seen like that, you know, with anybody. I know that there are so many athletes who have walked away. I know that there are so many public figures who have had something to say about it. Um, and it's not all about that. But there are so many factors that go into something like this that are just so more powerful than you think. Um, I do think that prioritizing mental health is the most important thing that you can do. Um, and that is really putting yourself first. Um, you kind of have to put other people aside and think about, are you going to be able to walk away after this season and be okay? And that is what I had to think about. Um, I had to put myself in every single position that I could have possibly been in. Am I going to be able to practice six to seven times a week and be okay? Am I going to be able to play double headers back to back to back and be okay? Am I going to be able to spend my time with Jesus and be okay with knowing that I probably only got about 10 minutes in between classes and that's it? Am I going to be eating every day? Am I going to be eating all three meals every day? Am I going to be okay that I'm not going to see my family like I am right now? Am I going to be okay with balancing all these classes? Like there are so many factors that go into it. And like I said, the only person that knows if you're going to be able to handle that is you. Um, I didn't just walk away from my sport because it was too much for me to handle. I walked away because 
I can't put it put anything above the place the state of mind that I'm at right now um and I won't my priority right now is to win this battle with depression um and everyone is at different levels everybody is at different states of their life stages of their life and states of mind um and I really just had to take so much into consideration um I had to consider how I felt previously I had to consider how it was last year when I was coming out of practice you know volunteers a couple of times a week because I was so overwhelmed and I was just not feeling good you know I had to consider that I was out for an entire fall season because of a heart condition and what if that happens again I had to consider um an injury I had to consider what an injury would do to me mentally I had to consider what being an older girl on the team, upperclassman on the team, and having a lot of responsibility and being in a position where I cannot put myself first um, in any way. Um, at, at the top of my thoughts and the top of my worries. Um, and you can be selfish when you're deciding something like this, but you also don't have to just walk away. You know, I think that there are a lot of people who are able to fight it and win. Um, but I don't think I was. I don't think I was healthy enough to try and win this battle. I don't think I was healthy enough to try and go uh, four or so months um, going and going and going and not having any time to find this road to recovery. Um, I just don't think it was possible for me. I think that last, you know, last season for me was really hard and I got too deep in all this. I think that I didn't take enough time for myself. I think that it is possible to put a spore above everything else and it be toxic. Um, and sometimes God just have to, has to pull you away. Like, I was talking to um, a leader at my church um, at Starbucks the day that I, you know, heard from Jesus and everything. And she told me that you have to put certain things on the altar for God for him to be able to change something. Um, and you know, that comes with just vulnerability that comes with letting him in. Like it comes with a lot. Um, and that like gave me chills because I've never been the type to sacrifice anything to get something, um, you know, outside of my religion. I've never been the type to just be like, well, this is what I want. So I'm going to give this like outside of my religion, as I, like I said, um, but that is what I had to do. Um, and I don't doubt that softball was becoming too much for my life. Before I actually got committed, um, I had a pastor at my old church talk to me. And he was just like, he saw so much potential in me when it came to um, leadership and ministry. And he just told me, like, are you sure that you're not making softball your all? And, um, you know, at the time I didn't really think about it like that. I didn't really think, I was just like, no, um, it's my sport. So, you know, of course I've got to play. I've got to, I've got to do it. I got to finish. I got four years and gosh, I wish that, um, I had just kind of remembered. Um, I don't wish that I could go back and change anything because it was two of the, you know, my favorite years playing. Um, I got to see a lot of competition. I got a lot of opportunities and I did a lot of great things, met a lot of great people. So I don't take any of it back. Um, but it is so crazy how that was told to me 
three years ago, three or maybe it was four, I don't know, years ago, and it's becoming so relevant now. Um, but anyways, you know, I had to put softball on the altar of my life um, so that I could hear from Jesus. And if you don't believe that it works, take me for an example. Take me to be the, you know, proof, living proof. Like, as soon as I, I literally met her the day that I heard from him. I literally, I literally did. Like, it's, it was the exact same day. Um, and it's not a coincidence. It's not, it's not just ironic that, oh, well, it just happened to be that day. Like, I, pray to Jesus every day. We, ha- I have my quiet time. It was summer. I didn't have classes or softball. Like I was getting in all my prayers. I was getting in all my devotionals. I was being very disciplined with the Lord. And it is not a coincidence that I decided to put softball on the altar of my life and he decided to step in. And it's just not a coincidence. You know, he does great things. He is literally a way maker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, which is one of my favorite songs. But he literally is all those things. He is not going to just lead you somewhere that you are not supposed to be. And I've also heard people, you know, tell me that he's going to he's going to make you become what he wants you to become wherever you go. Um, and... I do think that that is true, but I was not flourishing where I was at. I was not being able to lead. I was not being able to express myself. I just wasn't. Um, And that just made it so clear to me that I was not where I needed to be at. And sometimes it is a change of of scenery. Um, I will always love softball. It is always going to be something that a part of my life. I'm always going to be number 22. And I'm always going to have played my entire life. But at some point, something's got to give in order for God to just make his, you know, make his way in your life. Um, and I think at, the, at that time, I was just so desperate for a change that I just really was willing to do anything. Um, and I have a lot going on in my life at the moment. Um, a lot of family drama and just... Um, things just just going on mentally that I'm just battling every day and that also had a play on it too like I really had to put myself in a situation in a a mental situation like if I were to get a call like this or a text like this and I was at practice or I knew I had to go to practice the next day or I was I was on my way to a game how would I mentally prepare for that how would I mentally handle that and I couldn't I couldn't find a solution I couldn't figure out what I was going to do. I couldn't figure out, was I going to be okay? Because in every scenario that I played in my head, I was not okay. And, you know, one of the reasons why I am depressed is because of family. It is because of things that I have had walk away and people that I've had walk away that I was not ready for. Um, And that is one of the reasons why I become so disciplined with Jesus in this time because there are so many things in life that I don't understand that I am just, I've been crying out. I have been adamantly praying and just trying to figure out like what is going on and why. Um, but I also learned recently in a sermon that we are not going to just always know why. We just sometimes have to be along for the ride, be willing to fight and be willing to be, to do what Jesus wants us to do. Um, 
and you know I'm not gonna know all the answers right now kind of switching subjects um completely away from sports um I have been more back and forth with my depression when it comes to you know family situations and find thinking I was needed to find answers than I've ever been um that is one of the greatest sources of my depression um if I would never have played softball if I you know wasn't an athlete at all I'd still be going through this it has nothing to do with that um but they do connect they do tie in they do all have to do a lot with my mental health and figuring out who I am and um excuse me sorry um back to what I was saying is that I thought that I needed to know all the answers as soon as it happened there would be times when I would just cry myself to sleep because I had no idea why these things were happening to me I had no idea why my family was acting the way they were to me um and kind of what I've just I'm not there yet I'm not to the point where I can just completely be at peace with this specific situation. I'm not at the point now where I, in this situation, do I believe that I am doing okay? Because I don't think I'm doing okay when it comes to my family um, situation. Um, I don't think I'm doing okay when it comes to just letting everything go. And, you know, that hard, that's hard. That's got to take time. But I know that I'm not the only one going through this. Um... I know that God sees me. I know that he hears me. And I know that whatever I do, he is going to be with me. And if there's anything that you can believe, it's that prayer does amazing things. Um, I actually haven't even had a thought about, y'all know, all the hurt and all the pain that I've been feeling for my family situation because I've been praying so hard about it because I've been praying so hard for the other parties involved that I haven't felt this pain. And, you know, sometimes that's all it takes is to just be selfless and to not be bitter and to just be willing to pray for the other people to just see the Lord and to just see that they are broken, that they do have darkness in their heart and to accept him in, which is originally the answer. Like if there is nothing more that I ever hear or heard from Jesus it is that he is with me and that my he hears my prayers um and to just tie the two back in together I do think that putting things on the altar is so important because one you know I haven't I'm not at the point right now where I'm working to it. I'm trying to, but it is hard um, to put a relationship with a parent on the altar of your life. It is really hard um, because they're your parent. They're not something that you ever want to really lose. Like no one just wants to just not have one of their parents. It's, you know, sometimes it's what you have to do. Sometimes it is just something that is done without you having an opinion or something to say about it. But it's never just, you know, a light-hearted thing that you can just do and just, you know, never, ever, ever think about it. Um, and I'm not to the point where I can do that yet. I'm not to the point where, I've, you know, I've been praying about it really hard. I have been being obedient to the Lord. But I am not ready to put a relationship with a parent on the altar. Um, I have put a lot of my feelings on the altar, which... It's also okay. Um, I think that that is a great step for myself 
um, you know, I put this bitterness on the altar. I've, you know, put all these negative emotions, like being mad, like holding this grudge. Like I have put it, I've sacrificed it. Um, I have sacrificed it so I can see a change. Um, and basically what I just want to leave this podcast with is sometimes that is just what you have to do. It is okay to make a sacrifice if you want to be healed. And that is just what I want right now. I want to be healed from it all. I want great things to happen and I'm just ready for them to. So this concludes our second episode, um, next week or yeah, next week I really want to dive deeper into, the family side of all of this and how it has affected my mental health um, as we've talked a lot about sports and everything but I just want to thank you guys for tuning in for our second episode and make sure that you check out our podcast website our link trees our Instagram anything like that we have a lot of encouraging things on there and that you add this to your library on whatever streaming website source that you're on and to just spread the word that it is okay not to be okay Thank you guys for listening.